What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Sugar, the podcast. Thank you guys for being so patient and waiting for new episodes to air. We're really excited to be rocking and rolling through this second season. Today, we are talking about one of Mo and I's favorite bands, The Story So Far. We have some cool things to talk about with them, and we hope you enjoy it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, so we have a pretty cool episode today. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about a band that both Mo and I very much enjoy. We've shared them on Coffee and Sugar multiple times, just because they have such a great collection of songs. And so it's uh it's gonna unravel into different parts of their albums as well as uh you know times that uh we may have seen them and uh, just kind of see where it goes with it what do you think mo that sounds good to me cool so cool. that band that band is the story so far yes oh did i not say that <laughs> <laughs> no no that I, I thought that worked pretty well because it like <laughs> it's all good because it kind of like led into it but it, it's fine hey well see this is this is why there's two people on this so we don't we don't miss it for sure Um, sure. but yes the story so far they are a pop punk band and they are from where are they from why why do i not know that uh (laughs) it's i think it's cedar lake um california but okay i knew it was california but i didn't know if it was like a southern california band um or not but regardless i know they're from california yeah um and i feel like california produced a ton of really good bands right in in that punk and and pop punk genre you know would you agree with that yeah i'd say california is kind of the staple for just producing those kind of that kind of music just coming right from that state and it's there's just there's just a ton that comes from there you know yeah you know you get that that movie what was it like um the underdogs movie the skateboarding movie mm-hmm. do, do you know what i'm talking about i think so i it it's been a while since it's I've lo- seen- oh i think it was lords of dogtown and i saw that once a while back when it came out and uh the soundtrack was from what I remember, pretty solid. It had a lot of, you know, the, those punk bands that kind of came out of the area. And um, anyways, I, I bring that up because I feel like California, there's a lot of those those bands that kind of started there or got their, their sound from there. Maybe they're not from California, but, you know, the influence out of, the, out of that area in, in that time kind of gave birth to that whole pop punk genre. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, the could... staple of, of Blink-182. Just, they're yeah. from, I think they're from Poway, California, but just, yeah, yeah. They definitely paved the way for these other bands coming out of the state and just all over, all over the country as well. Yeah. And I, if I could be wrong, but wasn't some 41 from California? I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that was the case. And I'm actually I'm actually looking this up because I No, they're from Canada. <laughs> Shoot. Wow. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, that shows how much I know. <laughs> um but anyways, so Story So Far is a band that I first heard probably my sophomore year in college, which was 2012. When, when, when was the first time you heard them? I think it was my junior year of college. Yeah. I just, I remember hearing Clairvoyant and that sent me into listening to their other stuff. And it, you know, obviously that song is an acoustic song. Yeah. And it's kind of slower paced than their other songs. Uh huh. But I mean, I, I was like, when I, when I saw, or when I heard the other stuff that they produced, like I was just taken aback and I was like, all right, I really like this band. You know, what's so funny about that is clairvoyant was literally one of the first songs I heard by them. And I remember, you know, trying to learn it on the guitar and I did it and I actually have like a really shitty recording of it on YouTube uh, where I played it and I sang it. And uh, yeah, that was the song that I first heard. I was like, wow, I've never heard someone yelling on a acoustic song, but yeah. it, it fits so well. And I think that's when I really started liking the, uh, that kind of genre of music and then kind of branched out from there. And so I can't remember what year it was, but after kind of diving into them, uh, I really wanted to see them live, right? Mm-hmm. And there was a show called So What Fest. I can't remember if it was 2014 or 2015. I really don't remember. But it was the first time I'd been to So What Fest. And they were, I think, one of the headlining bands. And oh, so wow. I, was, I was pretty stoked to to be able to I think Asking Alexandria was also there so like there was this this pretty solid mix of of genres that were at the show and anyways um that was out in Dallas and when I got there you know I saw that they were one of the closing bands and unfortunately there was I think some like technical issues on the stage that they were performing. And so they weren't potentially being going to be able to play. And mm-hmm. I was like, are you serious? I spent 50 bucks to be here. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's other bands there that I wanted to see. I think we came as Romans was there, which was pretty hype. Um, but uh, I think woe is me was the band that had a lot of technical issues from the soundboard and that stage was like having just all the issues. Mm. And so finally the day progresses and story so far comes on and, and thankfully dude. Okay. I just, I just figured it out. This was the time that I was able to, I think take photos of so what fest. So this was actually, this was actually, I think in 20, 17 yeah Hmm. i could be wrong i don't know but anyways i saw them i believe i got to take photos of them which was actually pretty tight but it was i mean i was shooting on a pretty 
you know, kind of old DSLR and photos didn't really come out that great, but it is what mm -hmm. it is. But I remember this one part of the show where Parker Cannon, the lead singer, is singing and then in between songs, someone in the crowd yells, take your shirt off. And, <laughs> and Parker's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I ain't going to do that. I'm here to play music. I'm not here to take my clothes off. <laughs> Have some respect. And I was like, shit. Like he went there. He he was, you know, he was there for the music. He wasn't there to, you know, put on sort of glamorous show. Like he was there to sing his songs and, and have a good time. And that's like the one thing from that show that I remember where he's just, he seems just like the most real person. He's like, you know, we make music for a reason and this is why we make music. And that's what we're going to do. And yeah. that was, that was the one thing I remembered from that show. And I was like, damn. That's pretty wild. You, you don't typically experience that at concerts where like people will, or the lead singer or, or the bands will stop and like, for the most part, respond to comments being thrown at them, you know? Yeah. There's been a, like a select few of shows I've been to where, you know, the frontman will come out and just say something to the crowd or yeah. respond to the crowd, but just, just a few that I can remember, but right but yeah so when you saw them what like what was the what was the song that they played that, that kind of resonated with you oh man I'm trying to think um i know they played a lot from you know what you don't see and they obviously played a, a number of the under soil and dirt songs mm -hmm. but i would say you know one of the songs I think resonates with me the most is off of what you don't see. And it's either things I can't change or all wrong. I'd probably have to go with all wrong. And I'm pretty sure they played that, that at that show. And I just love that song because it's a song that resonates with me personally. I was going through some like relationship issues at the time. And uh, this was an album that actually helped me kind of get through all of that. This one in common courtesy by a day to remember, uh, mm -hmm. were like the two albums that got me through a breakup. And I remember listening to All Wrong and there's a lyric in there um, that I really liked that kind of, I felt, explained the situation that I was in. And I'm actually going to look it up because I'm actually really curious um, what the exact words are. But... Mm -hmm. While I do that, what what's a song off of either of those albums that uh, kind of resonate with you? I really like Nerve. That's okay. that's one that I think that was one of the first ones that I heard by them. But um, looking back on my time, like ex experiencing listening to this band, the album that sticks with me the most is Proper Dose because. I was going through, like, like you said, they're, they're really good for hard times, like, you know, going through breakups and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I was going through like a hard time and I just remember resident, like every song on there was, was really a deep cut for me. Like I just, I really enjoyed it. And that entire album is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. So I just looked up the lyric 
and it's it's basically in in, in the chorus mm -hmm. and it goes uh but i'm sure everything we did before doesn't really matter anymore so i'm done you said i got it all wrong but i'm sure everything we did before doesn't really matter anymore and that was so, it's so deep like <laughs> i know and, and it's 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 true though like at mm -hmm. you know at the time and you know it, it's like you have to experience those those breakups and those those experiences to to connect with music sometimes and this was like that song it was this one and things i can't change that mm -hmm. were like yeah I, I i can't change who i am and at this point you know everything we did before doesn't really matter anymore and yeah. it's whether you dwell on it or you move past it and mm -hmm. that was something that i think really connected me with just the story so far as a band and and just being a fan of them is they they take time and consideration into their words and and making sure that is something that people can resonate with i think that's a, such an important factor in into why i think they're such a great band yeah just parker's ability to craft the lyrics is really it's it's just something that i don't really see with a lot of bands nowadays mm -hmm. like i could you know i i think a lot of lyrics are good but I, he has some he has a lot of like phrases used in the songs that they've put out yeah that i feel like it like I, I don't feel like bands touch on that as much as they do you know what i mean right and he also i mean the way he he sings it right like he has that that pop punk vocal where he's yelling it and mm -hmm. there's so much uh i guess heart and soul behind the words and 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 how he's singing them that i think excuse me um really sets the tone for for their band you know what i mean yeah yeah and it's... um i was gonna say like I, I pulled up the lyrics to things i can't change and this was a this was a chorus that i i sung all the time it's lie alone it's all you can do now and hear me drone about the things i can't change lie alone it's all you can do now and hear me hear me drone on my own and in the I guess in the context of that, that can, you know, from a relatable standpoint, that can be any situation, right? Like mm -hmm. you're in that moment and it's, it's how you, you handle that moment that kind of pushes you forward. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know, man, that, that was just a lot, uh, uh, things I can't change and all wrong were the two songs. I think that really sealed the deal for me that made me a fan of, um, and, and clairvoyant clairvoyant is just a beautiful song yeah Th those were the three songs i think that's you know really made me a fan of all the music they put out afterwards yeah i'm like honestly i really hope they come out with more acoustic songs don't get me wrong though i i love all the previous stuff they've put out mm -hmm. like when i look back on it you know just like the heavier riffs and stuff like that on the electric guitars but just something about the acoustics with them they just they just really stick and stick with me with like you know i'll come back and like every week i'll be listening to one of their songs that i feel is like appropriate for the situation or whatever mm -hmm. but uh yeah just 
I really hope they put out some more acoustic songs because they kill it every time. Well, I mean, you heard the, like, I think the five song acoustic EP they put out, right? Is yeah. Like... Yeah. That was like one of the first things they had on Spotify, I think. Yeah, it's called Songs of. Well, this mm-hmm. one came out in 2014. It's called yeah. Songs of. And it was it had a, uh, you know, acoustic renditions of their songs and I think a few like a, a one or two original acoustic songs that they did. I mean, awesome, awesome acoustic music that they put out. Mm-hmm. Um but I want to talk about Under Soil and Dirt real quick. Their, you know, their first full-length uh album. Uh and about my favorite song on that album, which is probably Quicksand. Um, there's a part in that song that is just like drives home the point that I, I really liked. And it's at the end when he's like, I'm trying hard, real hard every day not to lose my temper. And he does that like four times. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into like a halftime, like, uh, you know, instrumental. And I'm just like, bro, this hits so hard <laughs> and at the time i had i was driving a uh an 08 mitsubishi galant that had like this subwoofer in the back it mm-hmm. just it came with the car when i bought it so i was like all right cool i'm gonna use this and i remember driving to work and jamming that song like not every day but like most days i'm just jamming out to the story so far this song in particular and obviously the other ones and I don't know, man. It's like, I, I feel like if people were watching me while I was driving, they'd be like, can this guy even see what's going on on the road? Because I'm just like <laughs> headbanging and, and yelling and like getting into it. I, I do that when I drive. I don't know if you do, but like, that uh, is yeah. so me I'm, when I'm driving. I'm a professional drummer when it comes to driving. <laughs> oh, dude. I, beat, I beat on the steering wheel and stuff like that and sing the, along. So. The steering wheel, the center console, like... Mm-hmm. everything's getting hit and, and it's you know it's it's i don't know man it's it's you're in your own world when when you're in the car listening to music by yourself it's you you just have that i'm by myself i'm doing this it doesn't matter no one's watching other than yeah. everyone driving by me but yeah so story so far is a great band to do that too yeah yeah that i can't count how many times I've probably sung along to them in the car. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, but anyways, another song off of Under Soil and Dirt that I really enjoyed was Rome. Uh, that yes. one just has a, a great sound to it, a great tune to it. Uh, but really, you know, all the songs on that album were pretty solid too. But those mm-hmm. are the two that really stick out for me. Um, and then, you know, we talked about what you don't see and i have a i love that entire album i mean i don't think there's a song on that album i don't like Mm -hmm. um but you had mentioned like you started listening to them when you were a junior in college uh was that that was right right around the first time you heard them right yeah yeah and what what year was that uh 2017 17 okay yeah so i i was i just like heard of them through a couple of friends and actually actually i missed out on going to a live show which was Mm -hmm. a bummer because now looking back on it that's like one of my biggest regrets of college is not going to go see this band because (laughs) they're they're up there for me 
Yeah. But um. Well, we were also broke in college too, so I mean, we, we yeah. can't too, we can't put too much blame on ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. But I think like you you ever have this moment where you'll listen to a band and you really like their stuff, but mm-hmm. it's like you it's not that you forget about them, but you just stop listening to them and then they'll put out a new album. Oh yeah. All of a sudden it's like rediscovering and falling in love with that new album as well. Right. Right. That was, that was the case for me with this band because I just was, I had heard of them and I had um, listened to their older stuff before, but when, their most recent album, Proper Dose, came out. That's when I was like full on listening to them probably like every day for mm-hmm. a solid three months. I, I think you bring up a good point there. I think a lot of times we can get to a we can get to a point where, you know, I, I think one band that I can think of in particular, and I think story, the story so far also falls into that. But one band I can think of in particular is We Came As Romance, mm-hmm. right? You know, they did a good job of putting out an album probably almost every year, every two years, and, and it had solid tracks on it. They never really lost their sound, and that was something that I always appreciated about them. Um, but you're right. Like, you know, when they put when, when a band that you enjoy puts out an album, you listen to it, and you listen to it, and you listen to it, and then you get to a point where you just, you're on to that next thing, but you don't really uh, listen to them all that much. A year yeah. or two passes, and then they drop this new album, and you're like, I'm back into it. <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly yeah yeah just... i think a lot of people experience that and i think that's what makes you know following music and being fans of bands and and, and different artists so uh exciting and mm-hmm. it's i'm in the, i think i'm in that position right now with ed sheeran because <laughs> yeah we're yeah. we're waiting for that fourth album and he actually uh at, you know at as of recording this today is his birthday and uh, I'm not sure if you saw, but he he put out a, a post uh, about how he's, you know, dressed as what he was dressed as on his like fourth birthday or something like that, eating this cake. And then at the end of that post, he was like, um, the fourth installment of the series will be coming out later this year. And it's like, oh my goodness, yes, get me Hell excited, yeah. <laughs> get me excited again. You know, yeah. that's, that's, uh, I'm just waiting for subtract. But anyways, this episode is not about Ed Sheeran. It's about the fact that, uh, or this point is about how we can lose touch from a mm-hmm. band. And when they put out new music, it's like, it's like no time has passed. You're like, oh, hell yeah. I, I'm so into this. I'm so excited about this, you know? Yeah, for sure. And honestly, it'll happen again with this band, I feel. Like as soon as they put out some new music, I'm going to just dive right back in and just revisit all the old songs, revisit, you know, one of my top albums, Proper Dose, and just go from there, you know? And so, you know, I think that's a good segue into their next album that after, you know, they put out um, What You Don't See, they put out the self-titled The Story So Far album, which has Nerve on it, which you said was, you know, one of your favorite songs. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, that the self-titled album has you know heavy gloom. It's got mm-hmm. mock. Yeah, Fan- fandom is kind of more low key. 
I remember when I first heard that one, it was like kind of mysterious to me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why, but it, it's just, I don't know. It sounds kind of like it's unplugged, but it's not, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Like, yeah, no, I gotcha. Like I remember like first hearing it, I thought it sounded like it would make good for an acoustic song, but they chose the different route and I, I'm glad that they did. Yeah, see, I listened to this album, you know, probably a couple times through when it first came out, and then I didn't really touch it all too much. But I did stay. I did keep nerve and heavy gloom on my my light list on Spotify, and you know, I would always jam that when it come on. But you know, I, I listened to Mock. That was another one that I I had on rotation. But outside of that, that was those were the main ones that I really listened to on the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think, I mean, I think they play, I mean, they play Nerve Live. I'm pretty sure uh, they do that as well as Heavy Gloom. But I don't know about any of the others that uh, I can remember when I saw them. Yeah. Yeah, that those, like, they have an album out that, um, that's a live album that was featured on Triple J. Mm-hmm. So... Basically, I'm looking at the list right now, and Heavy Gloom and Nerve are the two encore songs. Yeah, gotcha. So that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Just having having some of the older songs be the closing, which a lot of bands do, you know what I mean? Like, they, they'll play some of their new stuff or, you know, some of the hits, and then they close with, you know, the ones that everyone knows and all that. But Right. And this is a side question that I was just thinking about. Have you ever went and saw a band and you had hopes that they would play like this one song that you really like and then it just didn't happen? Oh, I'm trying to think. That's that's a hard question because normally normally a lot of bands will do it for the fans. Yeah. You know? But I, I remember I was reading an article somewhere. I, I can't remember what artist or band it was, but they refused to play the song live. <laughs> And people like boycott, like when they go to the shows, they're just like, I paid all this money and you're not going to play this song mm-hmm. and all that. But so, yeah, th- there's been a band or a few bands that'll go on for two encores. Mm-hmm. And basically what happens is, you know, they'll play it like the one of the most famous songs and then they'll leave and you're just like, oh, well, I didn't get to hear the one that I thought I was going to hear and then they'll come back and they'll play that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Because you, know, you, I mean, I would like to say you never know what their encore is going to be, but you got websites like setlist.fm that kind of uh, gives you an idea of what they may play, but they do change it up. That is something I did notice. Like a lot of bands change it up, like from one show to the next, so they may play a couple songs that they won't play at the next show or the next uh, venue or date that they're they're playing so i think that's pretty cool they they do keep it different and they're not just doing the same exact set every single night you know yeah or they mix up the order you know just mm-hmm. like might play one of their most famous songs mid-set or you know and maybe even the first song yeah and the one band that i can think of that I've had that experience with probably one, two, three times. Actually, yeah, three times. 
is Sleeping with Sirens. Hmm. And the reason I bring that up is because there's this song called Let's Cheers to This by Sleeping with Sirens. Have you ever heard of it? I don't think so. Okay, a lot of people haven't. Uh-huh. And, and it's one of their really low-key songs, but it's such a banger in my opinion. Like after we get done recording, like go check that out because it, it's just one of those songs that you're like, this that's sleeping with sirens. Like I've never heard this before, but it's really good. At least in my opinion, that's how I feel. And every time I see them, let's cheers to this is never played. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I mean, it has like a solid number of plays like on the internet, but it's just not one of the songs they add to the rotation. And I wish they did because it would just make that experience for me personally so much better. But like I'm one person, they're gonna you know appeal to the masses. So at this at this rate, I'm pretty sure I'm never gonna see that song live. <laughs> <laughs> we can hope though, you know. Hey, you know, I, at least I got it to listen to on my end. That's 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 all that matters to me, I guess, at this point. Yeah. But yeah, that that was uh, how that was the, my experience with that kind of uh, situation, but. Um, anyways, back to the story so far, because we derailed, uh, (laughs) a couple minutes off of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point we've made it through their self-titled that came out in, it looks like 2015 and they didn't release an album for three years. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like people were okay with. You know, do you ever feel like sometimes a band will take a long time? Let's let's use a day to remember as an example. They will go three years without putting out an album, but when mm-hmm. they announce that they're going to be coming out with an album, everyone goes crazy, right? Yeah. Or yeah. they're like super excited about it. And what I thought was cool about when the story so far was getting ready to start promoting Proper Dose and put out singles was – they very di- they did it very low key. I felt like I, I felt like it yeah. was very low key how they did it. They're like, "Hey, new music, new music is coming," and yeah. we're we're excited about it. But like, I just felt like it slid into the universe very nicely. And then we got the album, and it was beautiful. I mean, that mm-hmm. the first couple of singles they put out, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Upside Down, I think, was one of the first singles that they put out off a of proper dose. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the one that kind of drew me in at first mm-hmm. because I heard there another single they put out off that album was Out of It. Yeah, yeah. And um but that one, like I I really liked Out of It because it, you know, resembles their older stuff a little bit but Mm -hmm. um upside down and take me as you please i think those were the other two singles that they put out yes yeah those two those two really just i don't know it's just the meaning behind it and the way that it sounds really has it connects with me because i reflect on like have nostalgic moments where i'll just be like all right yeah this is what i'm listening to today because it reminds me of where i was what i was doing yeah and what kind of person i was back then you know yeah which is a similar instance to me with the um what you don't see album yeah yeah which is pretty cool you've experienced you experienced that with the proper dose album 
back in 2017, you said. Yeah. I experienced what you don't see back in 2012 in a very similar way, where I can remember exactly what I was doing at times when I was listening to that album. Or sitting in my closet playing the guitar and, and trying to learn their songs uh, and trying to record them and all of that stuff. That that was my experience. And it's really cool that you had, in a way, a similar experience What in, in comparison to me, like four or five years later. I think that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, for sure. It just shows that, you know, there's a connection with their music, mm -hmm. with people. They listen to the songs and, you know, some people might connect to different songs, but all in all, the band brings people together. Right. And I think that's why they have such a great fan base. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the pop punk fan base and in, in just in a general sense is really cool. You know, there's a lot of emotion behind a lot of pop punk music. You know, I didn't listen to the Wonder Years all that much, but I know that they were some of the big proponents of this new pop punk uh, scene that we're seeing. You know, the the rise of bands like, you know, The Story So Far, which were one of the 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 kind of uh, next big bands that came after bands like the Wonder Years, mm -hmm. and then you got State Champs, Knuckle Puck. Um, you know, other neck deep, neck deep. Yeah. yeah. Up and coming. I say up and coming. They're already there. They're already killing it in the scene and in the genre and people are resonating with it. And I think that's awesome. I think that's great. You know, punk isn't dead. I mean, punk, right? Like when you think of punk, you think of, at least I think of like green day and, and bands like that, or, and some other people will think of like, I don't even know their their own version of what they feel like punk is. What what do you think of when you think of punk? Yeah, I I was gonna say Green Day too, but uh, just like Blink One Eighty Two, just the whole mindset of like what they have, mm -hmm. you know, just with Travis Barker on the drum set, full of tattoos, yeah. got a mohawk, you know, <laughs> just like that's that's kind of the and just just that general like that look and that style kind of yeah yeah kind of fills it, that role for me it's evolved man i feel like i think there's like this thing around pop punk that people are like what is pop punk right because if you think about pop music and you think about punk music and you try to throw them together it's it's a weird concept i think yeah you know i i i remember i don't know when it was it was a couple years back i was talking with a buddy of mine about just pop punk music and it may have been my my buddy teddy um who is actually going to be one of our uh new uh playlist curators here in the next couple weeks uh surprise hey. surprise yeah. <laughs> uh, i think i was talking with him one day about it and how pop punk is just a very interesting genre and and how that was kind of formed and created and how people are labeled as pop punk bands like the story so far uh state champs neck deep knuckle puck and all those guys mm -hmm. um because their genre is in in terms of words i don't know if it's a definition i don't know if it's pop punk it's it's a form of rock but it is has like that that grit to it in a sense where people it's it's more of a yelling singing versus not so much a screamo not much so much of a metal but it has that poppiness to it Mm -hmm. at least that's how i see it i mean I, I would assume that people listening may agree 
I, I don't know. I, I am interested to see what people think about that. Yeah, me too. Because, I don't know. I, I think the riffs that the guitars use and stuff like, or the guitarists use, um, they kind of cater to that popular, you know. Yeah. Like popular chords, popular, popular sound. Yeah. I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's just like. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, they kind of they kind of stick to that, but it's unique in its own way. When you when you hear quote unquote a pop punk song, if you hear a state champ song, the, I, for me it's like all right that that's called that's considered pop punk, right? You hear a knuckle puck, mm-hmm. neck deep, story so far, wonder years, like you consider that pop punk. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I am curious who decided that that was called pop punk though. Me too, <laughs> <laughs> because in in like a definition sense, it's like is it is it really is it you know is there a better name for it what i am curious what people would you know label that genre and and come up with but that was the genre they got and i guess that's what they're sticking with you know yeah so anyways um we were were talking about proper dose and and kind of how their sound kind of transformed from their self-titled to this album what 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 are your thoughts on what we've seen from their previous albums and then leading up to proper dose, because like I said, it was like a, they just kind of slid it into existence for Mm -hmm. me and it was super smooth. And I think it resonated with the original fans, but even more fans because they did take a lighter route, I think with this album. Would you agree? Yeah, totally. Cause I had a bunch of friends not like it, at first like they they just like yeah this is a little different i'm not feeling this as much and then Um, like a year later they they were like oh yeah it's my favorite album by them (laughs) and it's like you know it it maybe it just needed to grow on them yeah but in my opinion when i when i was hearing like when i went through my first run through Mm -hmm. of the entire album i was in love with it immediately like it just kind of stuck with me because of the lyrics he, that Parker wrote the the riffs and the guitars are great yeah I love the like transcendy kind of um acoustic vibes it gives yep, stuff yep, like that yep. so yeah just, and I, 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 I think when I when I mention it takes you know the the previous fan base is a is you know a fan of it but it, it also grew their fan base by taking it a little bit of a, a softer route and a sense in comparison to what they had been doing on the previous albums. And I say that because I I enjoyed it. I, I liked all the songs that they put out on the album. There was There's not a song that I would skip. But I was listening to it in the car once uh, with my, my fiance, Retta, was in the car with me. And it was her first time hearing it. And she's like, who is this? And I was like, oh, it's the story so far. And she's like, oh, I really like this. And it got me thinking, like, what they did was they took their sound, they evolved it into a sound that more people would enjoy. And mm-hmm. that's that's phenomenal. You know, you got bands like We Came As Romans that really don't change their sound. They are the same sound album to album to album. And some people really like that, like myself. But then you got bands like The Story So Far that 
have about two or three different albums that sound in a sense the same and then they take it a different route think of bring me the horizon bro that is probably the biggest contrast of sound from album one to their most recent yeah and yeah it's it's they have more of a following now than they did before and some people don't like it some people love it i personally really enjoy it because yeah i'm there for it too I wasn't the biggest fan of their first album or two, but at the same time, they've they evolved, and I think the story so far evolved in a way that it only made them better, and mm-hmm. it made them really think outside the box of what they were already doing. Yeah. And that's like mad respect for me because you got songs like Upside Down that have such a catchy chorus. You know, songs like Proper Dose and Let It Go. My favorite song on that album is not of the popular ones. It's actually If I Fall. There's oh, a, yeah? <laughs> there's, there's a chorus in there that hits very um, – what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it hits a chord with me, and I really, really enjoy the sound that the, – the smell, I guess the melody – that this chorus hits and it's my favorite song on the album. Hmm. Yeah. I I don't know. I seem to find songs that like are not the popular ones that are like, all right, that's, that's mine. That's the one that I connect (laughs) the most with. No, I feel that I do that with a couple albums. I I don't know. I, I guess they chose their singles really good because for me, those, the singles are the top ones, Mm -hmm. but, but yeah, there's definitely bands where, they'll put out an album and I'll just be like, yo, this song, this song hits. Like it gets really good and it doesn't do as well as the other songs on the album. Right. Yeah. It just, it happens that way. And, and I like finding those hidden gems. Yeah. I, I find those hidden gems on a ton of artists I listen to. And I, I don't know if that is a testament to, I don't know how, how much of a fan you are of, of specific artists or bands. I don't, I don't think so. But mm. if I had to think on an extreme of what that, that kind of scenario is, for some reason, Led Zeppelin comes to mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't listen to a lot of Led Zeppelin. Like I, I could hear a song and be like, I think that's Led Zeppelin. But... You, everyone in their mom knows Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That is that is a band where I know Stairway to Heaven because it's one of their most popular songs, but I couldn't really name any other songs by Led Zeppelin, maybe other than like Hot Dog, which is just a meme of a song. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't. Have you ever heard <laughs> Hot Dog by Led Zeppelin? I actually haven't, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, after this, listen to Let's Cheers to This and Hot Dog by Led Zeppelin. check it out, yeah. <laughs> it, I, it's one of their, I think, worst songs they've ever put out. Uh-huh. At least that's how a lot of my, my close friends see it. I, I, it's like they were like memers before memers were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> they just did it because screw it. You they know? could. <laughs> So it's like you have those people you listen to. Like, I know that song and I really like it, but I don't know any others. But then you have, for me, bands like Sleeping With Sirens or We Came As Romans or Ed Sheeran being a big one, right? Like, everyone knows his popular songs, but do you know his songs that people don't really listen to? Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I think that's just kind of a cool concept. And when when people say, hey, check out this song by this artist, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I will. And then you eventually end up not doing it. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, ah, oh, well, you know, will I actually like it? Should I, should I actually listen to it? That happens to me a lot, and it's a fault. I, I want to be open to a ton of recommendations, but sometimes you get into a, a position where you're like, yeah, I'll check it out later, and then you never check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. I, you know? I can totally, I that totally happens with me too. But I mean, for the most part, it's just like it depends on if I've heard of the person or like the artist. Yeah. Like it maybe you know, they're like, Oh, check this out. And I'm just like, yeah, I've heard a couple of songs and I didn't like them. But at the same time, I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard because like people recommend music to me and I'll just be like, yeah, I'm I'll do that when I can. And then I forget about it. That's, that's the main thing is I just forget. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, yeah, no, I, I, definitely... I, I've been in that situation, so I, I feel <laughs> you on that one. Um, yeah. But anyways, so back to the story so far and their proper dose album. I think really we've said what, you know, I think needs to be said unless you had anything. I know that's the album that you really kind of fell in love with. Uh, if you have anything that you wanted to kind of talk about with it, you know, let, let's do it. I mean, the main thing is for listeners that are listening to this episode, I, if you haven't heard that album, I'd go check it out because, like I said, it's it's one of my favorites top time or of all time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just got bangers on it. Like, it, they're, so, they're so good. Just every single song on there, I, I can listen to the entire album all the way through and then again all the way through and right. not get bored with it so yeah if, if you haven't heard it give it a shot because it's it's up there but also also reflect on their old stuff too because it's just everything they put out is it's good in my opinion and just, yeah I, I will say that what you don't see is my all-time favorite album by them there there's just so many songs on there with that lyrics that just hit home for me mm-hmm. and i just i think back to the time that I was experiencing when I was listening to that album that really just just resonated and, and like I already said it it just resonates and has some great great tunes on it. Yeah. For sure. Um but really outside of that man, you know, once concerts come back uh post COVID, you should definitely go see them. Uh, it's it's a good time. They put on one hell of a show, and let's just hope that concerts come back soon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They're they're on the top of my list for sure because it's just I'm really regretting not going to see them in college. Like I had the opportunity and I didn't. So now looking back on it, I'm like, all right, now, now that COVID's here, it's not going to happen anytime soon. But we can keep our fingers crossed right right yeah well i i think that concludes it man i I think we had a pretty solid digestion of the story so far and i think i am at a point where maybe we can we can kind of call the episode what do you think i think the same yeah cool cool well big thanks to everyone that joined in and listened and 
We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We have some more coming, so stay tuned. Hit that follow button on Spotify. If you're not following us on Instagram or Facebook yet, it's at coffee and sugar. Sugar spell S-H-U-G-A-R. We have a ton of new playlists on our account now so you can find those at the link in our instagram bio and just click on the playlist and it'll show you all of our playlists we are adding curators to the team so that they can put out different music of their taste that maybe don't align or directly with us or however the however the case may be they're, they're putting out music for you too so we're really excited about that if you're interested in doing the curator uh playlist uh definitely reach out to us we'd love to chat and and see if we can find a good place for you on the team outside of that uh mo you got anything nope nope i'm good all right cool hey thank you all so much for listening you guys have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon peace out thanks guys peace out